It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, so had uh, a little bit of audio issue in the first, uh, I would say the first minute or two minutes of, of talking here. So apologize for that, but stick around for those because there's a lot of other things, including Fletcher Cox's 911 call and a whole bunch of other stuff as we get through Scandrick and well, you know, the reasons why we're all here. So, uh, enjoy the pod. I apologize. Uh, the, the, the meter's kind of all over the place here, but once you get past the first couple of minutes, um, we should sound more in sync as it goes along there. Those damn mixers and just an emergency podcast and things and lots of thoughts on this one. So apologize for the audio quality in the beginning here. And, uh, we'll see you on Saturday from one to three on WIP. Look, I don't, I don't really give two shits about people who ain't here. You ask anybody in the locker room, you know, who I am as a player, who I am to this team. Uh, I think one of the things you said is I didn't take accountability for certain plays, which anybody goes and looks at any of my comments, I immediately take credit for all of the mistakes I made. And so, you know, for us to move on as a team, we can't have motherfuckers like that in the room. And so for us, I think it's exciting. We've had a good week of practice. Uh, we feel good about the guys we got in the locker room and what we're trying to move forward with, everybody taking uh, their role serious. And, uh, you know, that's what we focus on. We know exactly what's going on. We know why you're here. It's the emergency pod. You just heard Malcolm Jenkins freaking say MF this and, you know, uh, Jalen Mills getting into it too and a whole bunch of other sound bites that we hope to bring to you as it is uh, Go Bird Spot number 127. James Seltzer was on his way out the door. I was. And then you MFers made me come in here and record an emergency. How am I supposed to work with MFers like this? Well, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Elliot, how was it down there? <laughs> A fire in the Eagles' locker room today, huh? Yeah. 
Man, I've been covering the team for, I guess, a long time now, and I don't think I've ever covered a team that had this amount of ridiculous stuff happen in a span of, like, four days. I mean, Fletcher Cox's 911 call saying was he was like going to blow somebody's head off came out, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's just focused on Orlando Skandrick. So, I didn't even, heard the fl- I didn't even oh, know man. that he said that. I didn't, oh, he said he's going to blow his head I off know, if he comes I in. I saw yeah. that the, the 911 call was released. 911, where's your emergency? I got somebody trying to break in my house, and I'm about to blow his brains out right now. If you bust my door, part of my door, I'm going to have a shotgun. If you come in the hospital, I'll blow his brains out. What's your name, sir? Fletcher Cox. Hurry up. Mr. Cox, can you get somewhere where you're you're secure? I am, I am secure, but I have my shotgun. I swear to God, he's busting everyone out of my house right now. Listen, he walks in the house. He walks in the house. You have to hurry up. Think about this. Grill. Orlando, I mean, Fletcher Cox was close to killing a man last Tuesday. <laughs> And we're talking about Orlando Skandrick's comments on FS1. <laughs> where, where he clearly states, after all of this, after he goes on Undisputed and says all the things that he says there, goes on Colin Cowherd, and the last thing he says is, well, you know, I don't think I want to play football anymore. I'd really like to get a job in TV, <laughs> which is basically oh, like... What all right, shock. here's the thing, though. Now <laughs> we, we now we can get into it. Yeah, now yeah. we can get into it. Well, here's my question to you guys first. Where did he lie? He did not lie. Well, we don't know. Look, I, 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 I think there's probably a majority of truth in there. I, 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 you have to take some comments with a grain of salt in the sense, like the Howie comments. Howie did just cut him. Like there are extenuating circumstances here. You look at the comments he made. Tim McManus put out right after the Dallas game, like you know, coach speak, player speak, whatever. And then he comes out and does this. I do think you have to think about the motives here. Like you said, there's a guy who wants to be on TV. I do think that matters, but. I, I don't think you can assume that there's no truth to this either. I think it probably lies, maybe not more in the middle, I would say probably more like 75% of it is probably true or something. And again, just conjecture here, I take a lot of it at its word because it jives with a lot of what we've already heard. It, it kind of continues the story along, but it's certainly possible that certain things were embellished and all that for the flair, for TV. That is certainly possible. I wouldn't put it past it, but I definitely think there's a lot of, truth here it jives with what we've already heard no i i I agree with you that you know whenever anybody says anything like even when you like when you hear x talk about one of their former boyfriends and girlfriends and they say something it's always like that's probably true but there's clearly some some anger behind that they want out of this what are they getting out of that being said i think that fans everywhere need to like everybody just needs to stop focusing on the messenger and focus on the message for what it's worth i don't think people are Oh, I, I, I do. Not, well, for the last, it, it broke about, what, an hour and a half into the midday show, and 98% of callers took okay. it at face value. Okay, that's good 98% then. of callers said, this is bad. This yeah. is bad. This is this is not good. So, like, that was the tone, at least from what I've seen. It might be different online, but from well, callers calling into WIP, yeah. the tone was very much, we believe what Orlando Skandrick is saying. Okay, that's good then, because I think this is now another example of something coming, coming out negative about this team that isn't, like, straight up Carson Wentz at the podium saying, he like... He actually kind of defended Wentz more anything. He almost said, like, hey, the Nick Foles thing. I think he, he took it easiest on Wentz of all the Correct, but I don't think his comments about Wentz were flattering. No, but at the same time, he also implies that, like, the Foles thing is an issue and all that, that, that... I think what he implied about Wentz was more that the locker room is has a problem with Wentz because he's not Nick Foles more so than Wentz is doing anything particularly wrong. Right, and right I, I, I thought, though, yeah, I thought his comments comparing him to Dak were interesting. But honestly, like this isn't really a Carson debate. 
to me, my biggest takeaway from this is this is a Doug Peterson problem. I agree. This is hundred percent agree with Doug you, Peterson problem. Hundred percent agree. When Doug was hired, he was supposed to have the locker room in order, the offense clicking, and Carson playing at a high level. None of those are happening. So this is everything that's happened is on Doug, in my opinion. And I think when Orlando Skandrick said it starts at the top, I think that's who he meant. I interpret it the exact same way. I interpret it the yeah. exact same way. Yeah, I don't know if that was more towards. Uh, people might have suggested like Howie, like it's well. The other the thing, either there. Howie or the other, he could be talking about like the players' council, the leadership sure. guys, the Malcolm Jenkins, the Lane Johnsons, whatever. I when I heard that quote, I heard it three times. We played it three times. Every single time, I came away saying he's talking about Doug Peterson. And I don't think he means he doesn't like Doug, but I think that might be the problem with Doug is everybody likes Doug, but he's just not. And I really hate to go down the road of like, he's a player's coach, like the whole Gabe Kapler, like, uh, right? I hate going down that road. But I do think sometimes there needs to be a little more, like Doug is not buddy-buddy, and he's more like, yes. Accountability. And I think that's what Orlando Skandrick was saying when he talked about, like, they still talk about 2017. They still, like, he kind of sounded like they're always making excuses for why they don't win. And you hear that a lot from Doug in general. And I disagree with those excuses. Yeah, I, I feel the same vibe that you guys do. But I also, like, at what point and how do you get guys to snap out of that? You know? So in, unless Doug is actually contributing to, like, just remember we won the Super Bowl and it felt like a, like, a yeah, lot like this. Or like, I, don't think still has to, I don't think he's doing that. Right. I, I just think it's this is still on Doug. Like, he's in charge of the locker room. The, 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 we, look, Doug got all the credit for the locker room in 2017. He yep. deserved it. The way he marshaled the guys, the press conference after full, uh, Wentz got hurt, the, like, you know, the confidence, the leadership, all that. He gets all the credit in the world for that. But when these types of things happen, it has to fall on Doug. That's his locker room. That's his team. And I... I think it goes back to the preseason. We can look back and him not doing anything about Nigel Bradham just skipping a pre saying, yeah. fuck We've it, I'm not coming it, to yeah. a game. And there was nothing. I mean, I think we can look back and start to say, all right, there's, there are things along the way where you could say, all right, maybe Doug doesn't handle things with enough of a, of an iron fist or enough of a, you know what, a tough side to him that you need both. You can't yep. just be all good when things are going good because when things get bad, you have to have that other side. And I think this actually reminds me a little bit of when Chip Kelly's era come, came to an end. It was, you know, once they started to lose, because remember the first two years, they won 20 games, like so they the were in the playoffs. Everyone, it seemed like everyone hated Chip. No, no, no. <laughs> but I guess my, <laughs> ultimate, yeah. my ultimate point is, like, I don't think the Eagles' locker room is like beyond saving. I don't think that oh, I like agree for sure. Right, I don't even think for it sure. Needs they just they just need to start yeah. winning. But then that's also where Doug and Carson like this is on them. It's a Doug problem, but it's also on Carson to help pull his team out of this. Like yeah, he's got to be a leader here. Yes, and I asked Malcolm today at the locker. I said everyone knows you're a leader. I guess apparently except Orlando Skandrick, but <laughs> like he's always been viewed as a leader in the locker room, right? And I said, who do you view in times like this as leaders? And he mentioned Zach Ertz, Brandon Graham, I'm pretty sure Fletcher Cox, Rodney McLeod. He mentioned a few guys, and, like, he didn't mention Carson. Yeah. And he eventually kind of said, like, you know, you need leadership from certain positions, and he mentioned Carson. But, like, Carson wasn't off the top of his head. And I get every quarterback is different. Like, Malcolm's a leader of this team. He breaks the huddle down. Like, that's his role. He also named every defensive player, too, right? Well, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. He started with Ertz. Yeah. My bad, I Um. But I do think, like, it's noteworthy that he didn't mention Carson to me. I, and that's why I asked, honestly, just to see if he would he would name Carson, and, and he didn't. And yeah. um, it doesn't mean Carson's not a leader, but I do think in times like this, like, your head coach and your quarterback have to save it. 
and it's on them now. Well, and I mean, essentially, that's what Skandrick was alluding to, too, when he's comparing Dak and those guys. I think there was a shot at the wide receiving core in there somewhere as well when you're like, who shows up? But I didn't understand the time logic either. I was like, uh, 10, 10, or nine, 9 hours and 59 minutes seems like a pretty long day to me. Uh, well, he was saying. 12 hours or 11 hours or whatever it is. That it was good. You show up at 7.15, lead by 6.14. I was like, yeah, that seems like that, a long time. He was basically implying that they didn't start working hard until those drop passes happened, right? Because gotcha. he said, okay. like, once you drop passes, then you're catching, then you're the spending extra time practice. Really even here before that, though, too, for what it's worth, right? I mean, He's friends with people on well, the team. He wasn't on the team him. for the yeah. first two weeks of the season, right? I'm, I'm trying to remember. I'm even no, he wasn't. He was the first game was against the Jets, yeah. so it was week four. So week four. So that I do, I do think, again, that goes back to where, and I'm, I'm acknowledging, I think there's more truth than not in here, but there are yep. certain things where it does seem embellished or it does seem like maybe he's going off something someone else said or whatever. And I do think we have to, it's hard to parse out what is true and what isn't, but I, I, I don't think we could take 100% of this at face value. But I also I think don't think true. anything sounds like a lie. No, I'm, I'm right. saying it sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. Are true. I'm just saying I, there are certain things where you have to question the messenger. Well, it, yeah, does it, it doesn't sound like a lie, but it's clearly bitter towards Howie and Malcolm. Like, that's, Very that's clear. the first oh two my things God, you man. get. I mean, he basically, <laughs> he crapped all over Howie Roseman. He yeah, like, basically said if that... He said, if, him. he said I wouldn't trust him and tell me if it was raining outside or not. Yeah. I mean, he basically, I mean, that's... It's a very, yeah, he clearly has an issue with Howie. And look, maybe it was the way it was handled. Maybe he thought he should have been on the team to the start of the season. They wouldn't guarantee his money, that veteran right. thing. Like, maybe that's it. Maybe he's got a grudge against Howie. That's possible. Like, that's my point, is that that while I think a lot of this is true, we, there are certain things where I do question the motives. And like you said, John, he went on with Con Coward and said, yeah. I want to be on TV. That matters to me. That's oh, of course it I, does. It does not matter to me at all. Why not? You want, you want to know why? Why not? Why he know why want, it matters that's that's how he's a, starting his TV career today. Dude, like, why doesn't that matter to you? I, I can't tell you how many oh, it guys has to matter. I have heard that... And listen, he stayed at Fox the entire time he was there. So if you get an invitation to anywhere television station, radio station, whatever. And you're like, yeah, maybe I can do this. And I've seen guys step in this mud many, many mm-hmm. times in my broadcasting career. People have done it at WIP. <laughs> yes. People have yes. done it at WIP. Have come yes. in and said, all right, this is what WIP, what they think, not even what WIP yeah. wants from me, what they think WIP wants them to do, and it ends up hurting them. Yeah. Right, but and- to your point that you said earlier on, so maybe there's 20% of that, where it's like, I want to be in TV, oh, no, right? no, no, no. It's not 20%. Because um, yeah, Let me explain. Fox goes to you and says, yeah, absolutely, we'd love to have you on. And he goes, is there maybe some future opportunities where I could be uh, come back as a guest or be uh, you know, a host or whatever? Absolutely, let's just see what you do. They don't give a shit. They want the sizzle. So we've got... And, and we're sitting here talking about Fox Sports 1, Colin Cowherd, all this stuff happened on their show, on Undisputed, on this, on that. And then they're going to, you know what Fox is going to do? Thanks. Bye. And that's it. But that you know, the last but time you hear from Orlando Scandrick on that platform. What's the first question you asked when we started the pod? You said, uh, where's the lie? Oh, yeah. No, so, I, so again, like, that. whatever his motives are, like, who cares? Yeah, it, what, uh, you can't say that, man. You can, because what's... because no, because the point is, is that we've spent the first the extra step. That's what I'm saying. Like, it seems like you believe 100% of what he no, said. No, no, I just said a few minutes ago, maybe 20% of him embellishing is like... Right, and right? We're, we're all guessing at these numbers. I mean, yeah. these are all, you know, whatever, but my, I, I don't... 
I don't think you can say it. Look, you said at the beginning, whatever you're hearing from, whether it's the three of us, whether it's the newspaper you read, if people still read newspapers, whether it's what you read online or whatever, everything comes from somewhere. There is a message that is sent down. I mean, if people work for Rupert Murdoch, for example, Fox is going to have a certain type of message throughout its... I mean, this is is basic media studies type stuff. So I do think that the motive does matter. Like, it has to at least be a part of the conversation. Orlando Skandrick knew what he was doing, right? He, they did not put did. him on there. Like they knew what he was saying before he got on that's that. 100%. That's yeah, my point. No, I get that. But what, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is they knew it, but it was still true. Well, no, but it could be a situation where he goes, "Well, I want them to like me. I want to make news. I want to be someone who people. Everyone's talking about Orlando Skandrick. Everyone's hearing what I did. That's not just Fox. That's every other outlet is playing my audio. They are hearing me as a smart talker. As a this and that. You have to be able to have something to say. So it. It is yes. not out of it is not impossible that stuff was embellished or whatever for effect. But but also like this isn't the first time. Like if the Eagles were five and one and this came out, you'd be like, wow, that's weird. No, right? that's but, why I'm saying I give it some credence so, because it jives with thing we've heard. I'm just saying we don't know what is embellished. Or correct. What isn't. But what I'm saying is like when we're just guessing on numbers, like you said, like you could say like maybe you know seventy five percent of it is 50, true. Fifty fifty. We don't know is the point. But but I think we all agree that whatever we think his motives are aside, these are comments that should be taken seriously and that means something and they should not be disregarded Absolutely because of who said it. 100% and I want to make this clear. Okay. They've also already been said and they were already said on fucking Monday. You know? Well, clearly, I don't know. Clearly this, this message came, that, that when we all thought, wow, that sounds like a defensive player. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, you know, like, I think he's also part of the anonymous source. Oh, I don't thing, think so. so. I absolutely do. Why would Josina Anderson, because I saw her quote tweet and put, like, uh, on, on record, record yeah. dot, dot, dot. Yeah, yeah, but, to, to leave it out there and to leave it open. I mean, no, I, no she's she, putting no, that out there to be like, look, like, too. they also have what, a what she is doing, yeah. she is putting that out there to say this is this is when people go on the record. Mine was not, she's not saying anything about who her source is. Correct. No, no, no. I didn't she think can't. That she can't do that. Like, I'm, I'm just that would like, be crazy. I mean, that's again divulging who her source is. Like, she can't do that. If you're flapping your gum, now like why why i wouldn't be, be shocked if he was involved but i don't either. think he was just seen anderson's source because i don't think she would but i get I'm, I'm just yeah well, i don't know my kind of point is like we spent a long time everyone did like the station reporters people on twitter us talking about who the anonymous source was right and now we're talking about what orlando skandrick's motives were like again i feel like we're getting off of the actual message here which is this team is fucked. Like when I was listening oh, I so all, when I was listening to Orlando Skandrick, my thought was this like the season is over. No, like my, like my thought was now that I'm changing my pick immediately, the Eagles are going to go beat the Bills. Malcolm's going to have a fuck you game, uh, and so is Carson. Oh, they're, and, they're, that's they, what I think is they're losing here. on Sunday. I, look, I was going to pick the Bills. I think I still I'm going to pick the Bills, but it does look. I could see. Look, that's what it is. Is that the season turns on Sunday? If they do react to this, if this is a kick in the butt, if this is something that galvanizes them. Then all of a sudden, that's a really that could be a powerful thing. We've it's seen also how this locker room, too. I want to point whatever. That out. I mean, we've seen thinks. how this yeah. locker room can take things, take slights, take little things, and turn them into big issues for them that that drive motivation, that cause them to play well. But if they go out on Sunday and look like the team we've seen in the last two weeks, they're done. Yes. Like they're done. That's it. Like yep. if you, this is it. Like this is this is the moment in my mind. And I still don't think they went on Sunday just because I have been burned too many times. You can't season. pick them. I yeah. can't pick them. I I right. just can't do it. After what I saw last week, I can't do it. But it wouldn't. I do think there is a a, a a world, a timeline where they go out on Sunday and they react to this and they play with some actual passion and fire. And don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that this is going to completely flip their season. 
but it's going to flip it for at least a week. You know, uh, I think, uh, you know, Skandra came in at the right time at least to go and hear that. But, like, through all the things that we have said about this, um, clearly there are a lot of people re- uh, refuting as well. Uh, and Elliot even talked to, you know, Jalen Mills about this, too. I'll say this, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's for one, it's in-house rules, you know what I'm saying? If you feel like a, a player is selfish or you feel like, you know, dudes aren't, aren't communicating or are doing the right things to, to help this team improve, we're all in the same locker room. It was no, it's no reason that Skandra should come in and talk to the media, uh, to you guys about anything that's going on in-house, you know what I'm saying? That's, that shit lame. And, um, Two, um, there is no leadership problems here, especially now with 27. Um, that's that's one person that you don't have to worry about having leadership problems. Mm-hmm. Zink helps everybody from defense to special teams to offense, practice squad guys. Like So as far as that comment is being made, um, I don't know why he would feel like that. We were all in the same room. And like I said, that's that's just something that you don't do. You don't go talk to the media. Like, we, we got a group message. Like, he could have texted the group message or when he was here, he could have said something. So he didn't like that. raise any of these concerns when Man, he was here? It, is no, it, was, it was no concerns. It, okay. it is no concerns. That's 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 why this the part is, is so shocking because it wasn't no concern in our in our individual room. It wasn't no concern in our defensive meeting room. It wasn't no concern in our team room. So, I mean, that's pretty similar to a lot of things that Malcolm was saying, obviously. Well, and, and, and what, Elliot, what, 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 what else are they going to say, right? Yeah. It's like you can't right. really, yeah. It's just like when Orlando Skandrick said to McManus after the game, like, our locker room's great. Like, blah, well, blah, that's, blah. Yeah, it's really good. And then, that again, like. You wonder why? Because players just lie when they talk to the media. Like, so do. that's why it's so, so fun. Yeah. So do owners. Yeah, everyone. Know, no everyone, one tells yeah. the truth. Right. That's just fine. That's their right. job. Like, he's not going to come out there. He was way more honest on FS1 than he was in the locker room. We think, yeah. Oh, yeah, of sure. course he was. Yeah. Of course. But again, I, 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 for sure, he was. But at the same time, like, again, like, I can't stress enough that you can't take it verbatim. Like, you can't just, this guy has ulterior motives involved, too. Yeah, uh, minimal, minimal. No, no, know, not minimal. Man. Yes, like, he minimal. Be on TV including, and admitted it. Including like that matters. Not liking Howie Roseman. Yeah, that's fact, motive too. Including not liking Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, but those fact. are things people say about Howie. Like, you know what well, I mean? They don't say them about Malcolm unless you're Eric Reed. Correct. They don't, well, they don't say it. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. So okay. like, there, there. That that to me is is. Uh, is a guy getting there late, seeing what happens in an embarrassing fashion against Minnesota, and then, like, you know, I don't know, may, is he speaking for Razul? Maybe, because he mentioned him there, too, and they're good friends, and, like, hey, I don't need I don't need this crap right now or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. I think I, that there's I just, clearly that I don't like Malcolm Jenkins. I think everything he said is... Do you think Malcolm, 95% true. So do you think Malcolm Jenkins is not an accountable leader for this team right now as I, a captain? I think that Malcolm has been okay this year. And look, I was saying... I, think I don't think plays. Malcolm's been pretty bad, actually. I yeah, mean, like, so apparently, do I. So yeah. do I, but I'm he's saying... He's been a disappointing look, player. Look, I'll say this. If you would have asked me... If you would have yeah, asked me two hours... Yeah. If you would have asked me two hours ago, I would have said, no, Malcolm's fine. But Orlando Skandrick is in the locker room. Orlando Skandrick knows Malcolm better. I mean, I've known Malcolm for a while, but Orlando Skandrick probably got to know Malcolm better from being in there than anybody else, right? Like, I'm not saying what he's saying is 100% true. But what I am saying is I don't think he's fabricating things out of nowhere. There is a modicum of truth, and I think over 50% truth to everything he but said. But you understand, like, that there is a could be a bias there, too, that if he doesn't like Malcolm Jenkins, that's going to color the way he's going to talk about it. That's why would he not like Malcolm? 
He clearly does. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like I just explain to you Malcolm that he Jenkins. is like he Razul Douglas. Like him. Razul Douglas. He quoted and said, "That's my friend." He doesn't like and Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, that's clear. One way or the other. And whatever, whatever. Why he doesn't like Malcolm? No, no. Jenkins. Oh, oh, well, that's clear. very obvious. Yeah. Yes. Like, no, no. But what I'm saying is, he didn't come. Presumably, did not come to the Eagles not liking Malcolm Jenkins. So clearly, whatever has happened to him over these three weeks, the Eagles and people forget he was also here for training camp. But like, whatever has happened for the time when he was here, shaded his opinion of things. Right. Like, like maybe coming in, who knows? He had some personal beef with Malcolm for years. Like who knows, right? But clearly, his experience from the Eagles was not a positive one. And these are the things right, but he that, felt. That's my point: is that like he didn't have a positive experience with the Eagles. Like someone who comes here and plays for the Eagles and has a positive experience, they leave. They're going to say positive things. Like right. I, I understand what you're saying, but it it has to be mentioned. All I'm saying is like you can't ignore the fact that this guy got cut by the Eagles. He got cut. They wouldn't guarantee his money to start the season, a veteran guy. They said, no, we'll bring you back in a few weeks if you're still out there. I mean, they treated him like a also ran, like someone who is a meaningless player to this organization. Like, So, of course, he's going to be colored by that. Of course, he's going to look right, at the organization and a certain way. And then way. you add that up with an opportunity to go on TV and just let it loose yeah, for an opportunity. I just opportunity think it matters when you discuss it. That I clearly just, matters. Outside like, of maybe the, that's the other 50% that you're looking for. Like, there's the 50% fabrication, and then you get the 50% truth that's in but there. But outside right of there. the Malcolm stuff, which I think we would all agree was surprising to hear, mm -hmm. outside of the Malcolm stuff, what did you hear where you were like, whoa, like, it was bold he said it, but I think all of us would have agreed, like you said, right? Like, we all thought this stuff on Monday. Mm -hmm. So now he comes out and says it, and instead, and you said a lot of the callers in WIP agreed with it. But, like, it, I just want to make sure... Like we need to take this seriously I, well, and not discredit. Not, not you two. But, no, but I, know, I think I think. Like, but, you, but you're does. saying he had TV motives. Like, of course he did. But he again, but, Elliot. That's the point. That's you on can top take, of everything else. You can take this seriously while also understanding where the message came from. Like we're not debunking what he's saying. I told you. I think like eighty percent is true. If I had to guess what my okay. number is, so we're on the same page. Like, yeah. Okay. I would say like eighty percent of what he said is true. But like I need I'm to hear you acknowledge that there's clearly alternative motives. The only point is like you have to acknowledge both sides. Like you do have to say that like there is. There are other things at play, like with with why he's Say saying it. what he's saying. Say I, I do not. Say it. Okay, I, no, because you I do, acknowledge that. No, so. but I do not believe that what he said was like. I mean, you'll find five percent, maybe yes. Like he wants to be on TV. That's I, fine. You can believe ninety-five percent is true. That's no, no. Totally but I'm true. not believing. I'm not saying what ninety-five percent of he's saying is true. What I'm saying is, I know that he wants to be on TV. But I think what he's, he, we should not discredit it at all no, because no, of his no, the, Okay, so we're on the same page. No, yeah, I agree. But but, like, but, but but here's my whole overall message. This is stuff we already knew, and more than likely, this has been said by his mouth at some point in the last. Two weeks. That's my that's my speculation on. When you how say that, but goes. what do you what do you mean has been said by it? Like it, it, after losing to the Vikings, that's when things started going awry. Doug comes on to clearly motivate his team. Like there's been a lot of shit that's been going on in the last week and a half. Leaks start to come out from all different spots, and you know. Well, there's been two leaks. There was a thing about Jalen Ramsey, and there was the anonymous quote about checking it down. Yeah. So, so you like, think he was behind one of those? I absolutely do. Okay, and 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 like that's that's what I'm it saying. It makes like, sense that he's buying the Howie one now that we're hearing his thoughts on. I mean, that yeah, makes some like, sense. It's, it's possible. Makes, makes, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible. I don't, know. I don't think it matters. It does. It doesn't really matter. Right? I don't think it matters. So you think Howie Roseman's a shrewd person that does not care about his players? Yeah, he's a GM. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> well, like, yeah, but but I'm saying, yeah. But I think if you talk to people around the league, they would say that Howie Roseman is very good at negotiations and he's a shrewd dude. And right. part of the and reason so is that is because every, so is every GM. Just I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying he's a bubble guy that got cut, and Howie yeah. looked out for the betterment of the long term of his team.
Like there's nothing there's nothing new there. I don't know, man. He's a twelve year veteran with millions of dollars. I don't think like he's he's like, you know, so bitter to the point where he's like, I'm gonna go make up a bunch of stuff. No, but no 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 it's not the bitter thing. I know it's not there is there is an there is a potential ulterior motive for him. He benefits from going on TV and saying these things. Like that can't Yes, not be I agree he benefits that from it. That can't not be that's all we're trying to say yes, is that I agree that he benefits from Orlando Skandrick, yeah, that's it. That he had a motive as well. Yes. Uh what um, what I do also think is interesting in all this too is just like I, I do want to steer back to Carson for a second. Um, I, I now that's and take it for what it's worth. Marcus has said the same thing about he spent time in Dallas leading up to the week of Dallas and thought that Dak was a better leader and like all this other different stuff. Now you have Orlando Skandrick saying that as well, and you just mentioned Malcolm Jenkins didn't roll off. Uh, him when in, including leaders and things like that. Here is still my biggest. And and what was the name of our post game pot? You remember? Doug no, it feels like a century ago. Back. Yeah. And Howie, you need to start doing the same thing right now. So if this continues to happen, and if they lose in Buffalo, which again is highly likely still, uh, even though I'm flipping my pick. Um, start fucking cleaning house. Start getting well, rid of all these I'm guys. With you, but that's but the issue. There, is. That's yeah. There's some like I mean like Alshon Jeffrey. Let's say he is a source, and we don't know. But yeah. let's say he is like he's got 26 million in dead cap money oh, next yeah, yeah. year. Like not he, not, not you that dramatic. You but can't move on from him. Like you, you know from a from an organizational perspective. Like how do you how do you do that? What do you know. do? So I I get it. I a get seven? what you're saying. Like yeah, <laughs> but I don't to, know. There's ways for people to pick up money. Like that. But but I'm just. Well, saying, but it's not even about picking up money. Like they would have twenty six billion dollars in dead money on the books. Regardless, yeah. bad example. I'm not saying. No, no, I'm I not yes. specifying. Yeah, I know what you mean. What, what, needs Seattle to be done. Did, what, what Seattle did with Russell right. Wilson will have to happen here. Carson went to the future of this start team. Working towards it. I, look, I agree with you. I do think to me the the quote about Foles, I think is like a hundred percent true. Yes. I don't think there's any question that. And I think the bigger issue is that. There are a lot of people in that locker room who will never look at Carson Wentz the way they looked at Nick Foles. Nick Foles won them a Super Bowl. He played two of the greatest games that have ever been played by a quarterback in the two most important games those guys have ever played. Like, I, look, I think that matters. And he took them to the playoffs last I, year. I you can, we matters. can debate there it. There are but... clearly people in that locker room who want Nick Foles there instead of Carson Wentz. Yep. So that's an issue. You believe what you see. I mean, that is an issue. That that's is absolutely, it. and I do think that that Carson probably is not the leader that Nick Foles is. I, I think that's pretty clear. Nick Foles yep. has a effect on those guys, has a calming influence, whatever it is that that Carson doesn't have. I think that's something that we we have to look at and matters moving forward. So I do think I think Carson has to step up from a leadership perspective. He has to find a way to get guys to believe in him because it's clear that there is a portion of this locker room, whatever that portion is, who doesn't. And, and, and that here's, matters. Here's, it does here's matter. My, I want you to chime on this too. Here's my counter to that. How can you? How can well, yeah, I, I get and, it? And, and I would too. I'm sure. All, oh, yeah. It's literally going to have to be done all through your it's actions. It's human. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think once that happens, like you've, Carson would have to go so far and above and beyond of what people expected of him, which again is not setting him up for success. And if you want to be shrewd and if you wanted to do all these things, and if it, this is the issue is the, again, the Eagles have never won a Super Bowl, so they don't know how to handle these things. They don't. Uh, and how are you supposed to trade a guy that just won you a Super Bowl, like into the next year or whatever the I mean, situation Seattle is? Seattle did it. Why do you know? I, I'm going to bring it up again. That statue is still there standing outside of the link. Whether it's a sponsored thing or not, it is still there. And I thought Joe Gilly actually made up a, a, a great point because, you know, he had Chris 
long go on the ringer and say the same thing and say it's really hard for Carson yeah, and it's standing but there. I had some issues with that in the sense that Chris Long's also the guy who made the That's my fucking point. shrine to Nick That's Foles. Exactly like it takes some chutzpah to go on saying. there. Yeah. So like chutzpah, I like it. That's, yeah, it does. Like you're the guy. I like you're the, the guy who did yeah. that last year. You're the guy who did that. You're the guy yeah. who caused that issue. Like and then to go on and be like, whoa, people can't, you know. Yeah. Like it, I had a bit of an issue with Chris Long. Here's the other thing though. To and I know we have to wrap up soon. Like. This will all be okay if Doug, Howie, and Carson are as good as their jobs as we think they are. If Howie's able to build the roster, if Doug can be better on offense, if Carson plays better, right? Because you mentioned what they did for Russell Wilson. The reason that worked is because he was Russell Wilson. Yeah. Carson has to be as good as everybody thinks he is. He's not played at that level. Doug has not coached at that level, which impacted Carson. They're hurting each other. Big right? Time. I agree. And Howie has not give them, given them a deck of cards on offense that's yeah, worked. I think so that's all fair. All these things that we're talking about, if they are as good as their jobs, then it won't matter. But I think the scary part is there's more and more mounting evidence that they're not as good as their jobs as we think. Uh, I, I completely disagree, and here's why. Because you mentioned Seattle. Uh, as that and the defense thought that they won those football games without a doubt they they're the ones that brought them there they're the ones that did it and this is what happens when you win and have success you start pounding your chest a little more you saying we came through that adversity I'm sure there are guys in that locker room right now that are going fucking that wasn't even yeah sure Nick did some of that stuff but look what we did as a defense or as a wide receiver or as this or that people start believing they are the reasons why you had that success in there and they care less and less about the guys that were there in the trenches that won it with them but that's, I, that's part a, that's of a being a clear good. example of what yeah but I'm saying I, it's impossible to overcome that stuff the, the, like Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas and all those guys were arguably the best at their positions in their time, correct? Yeah. And I mean, and there was still some debate on whether or not Russell Wilson at the time was one of the best in his position. And then you have Marshawn Lynch not getting the football. And, the one, and like all of that stuff mounts up. So even as good as he played in Seattle, they still did not respect him. I don't think that there's any level of play well, they do now, out, though. Out, outside of winning. But they do now. Yeah, but they're not there anymore either. That's what I'm saying. Earl, okay, the, all of that outside they got, of maybe but Bobby yeah, Wagner. Yeah, that was the point. They, they got Bennett rid of those guys. Too, so right? I don't understand your point, though. I, I'm saying you're still going to have to do that because they all played great. Russell Wilson proved to his team. Still going to have to do what? You, you're mentioning uh, uh, that, that Carson is not Russell Wilson either. Like, Russell Wilson still proved on a football field in the Super Bowl that he's the guy and his teammates still didn't respect that about him. So if you're trying to tell me that Carson has to spin this thing around with if that is indeed what's happening well, in I, year no, two. I definitely think they have to clean house if that if this is a Seattle-like no, situation. No, yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying there is no amount of leadership or or skills or but whatever I understand Carson what you're saying, but like, is going to change those guys' uh, minds. But, 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 pr- right, but, but, I don't but, know, but like that, no, that see, doesn't I, underscore the fact that I think that Carson still has some issues with this. And like, I, I agree with that, yeah. too. And, I'm just saying it's... And to your point, you're right. Like, they, you can't have people around, fair or not, they've committed to Carson. This yeah. is what Orlando Scandrick oh, Said, that, right? Yeah. So my only point about the Russell Wilson thing was the reason committing to him over those other guys and like worked is because Russell Wilson's one of the best quarterbacks in the right. league, right? right? I agree with you. So and Car- the, I'm Carson Wentz has to be that so guy. They, they so they can clean that. house and what they saying. can bring yeah. back, you know, his BFF Jordan Matthews. Like they can do all those things. But if Carson is not as good as they think, then it doesn't matter. And that's the danger of getting rid of talented players that you think might not like Carson. 
That's right, but they, yeah. they don't have a choice. I mean, they've committed to Carson. This Correct. Is, this is a moot point. They could have waited to sign Carson. Well, uh, look, then <laughs> they would have... Look, yeah, we, but then, then, then you have a locker room problem, too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah and regardless, that, then we talked about they're, they're still going to sign Carson. They're still going to commit to Carson. We know that. Like, we knew that. That's Even, a debate for another podcast. You pod. said as long as he stayed healthy this year, it was a lock they were right. going to a contract. Yeah. Right? And, and he has. I mean, like, he was going to... And he would have gotten a bigger contract because Dak's going to get a bigger one because Goff got a bigger one. I mean... I still disagree. I think they had to sign him when they signed him. It, the, the issue is, is he as great as we think he can be or think he is or whatever? That's the issue. That is the core that part is the of core, the, the issue. Then we talk about this, I think, on either at uh, Parks. Parks, either at Parks yeah. or on the postgame pod. Like, the offense has to turn this around. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So, so again, this is just, it's on Doug and Carson. Like, it's pretty simple. I, I was talking to one of the beat writers. I forget who it was. And they were talking about how there's all these things floating around the team. And it's like, the problems are right there on Sunday for us all to see. We don't need Orlando Skandrick. We don't need anonymous sources. Like it's very clear why yeah. they're not good because Doug and Carson are not doing a good job. Well, and I point think, blank. I th- but here I agree. But I think it's more Doug than Carson. I think Doug so deserves I. the lion's share of the blame. These locker room issues—that's on Doug. You said that yourself, and I agree. Yes. Doug has done a shitty job calling plays. Like he has. Other than the Green Bay game, he has not been very good. At calling plays, I, look, I know. I think it's not, sometimes it's really hard to tell, just because like he could call a good play and Carson could miss it, and it looked like. But I agree, sure, it's mostly Doug. I think I'm it's just more on Doug than on Carson, especially right now in this situation. Like Doug has to handle this. Like yeah. Doug has to. If they're going to get Carson has to play well, like yeah. no question, they're not. I agree with your general premise that if this is going to turn around, it's because Doug and Carson do a better job. But I think that Doug is more responsible for Agreed. Where at. This is a Doug Peterson problem right now. Mm-hmm. But also, like to your thing, what you were saying about Dak and Marcus Hayes, like, you know, it would have been nice to see Carson stand up today and stand up for Malcolm. Sure. He, he could have stand he could have yeah, been at I'm his locker, right? Like I'm surprised he didn't. And again, I'd like I, to see I, that happen. Maybe you shouldn't be expected to, but you know. You're the quarterback of the team. You're the face of the franchise. I agree. No, yeah. I agree. I need more from him there. I a hundred percent agree with you. Here's what I'll say as a wrapped up final thought is uh I know we all enjoyed the divisional rounds, and I know we enjoyed the double doink, and I don't want that ever taken away. Uh, but uh, this is this Howie's. This is on Howie too, you know. Like it's a unique situation. You don't want to fuck it up. I think they fucked it up by keeping Nick for an extra year, and that's that's still where I've yeah, stood. Look, the I, entire I disagreed time. with you for that, yeah. and I wouldn't give up the playoff win, but I think you're probably right. Like I think in hindsight, as much as in hindsight, if Nick weren't here last year, it gives you more time to get away from that, and, more and, time to step. You don't have that extra little run. You don't have the shrine to foals. I think you're probably right. In hindsight, like they probably should have been I think, earlier. And I think part of that is because it's never good when you see another quarterback succeed with the same group of guys. Yeah. So well, that's why after did he did it the year before. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so again, and listen, that could have turned into because my suggestion at the time was. Josh McCown was available then too, but what's to say Josh McCown doesn't have yeah, success true. with that offense? Maybe too. we'll so find out. Like I don't, oh, I, I hope not. not. Ah, ah, help! Uh, so <laughs> there will be. Uh, I think that's how Eagles fans do it. Yeah. Ah, help! help! Yeah. Please, please help uh, me. Listen, I'm here for the rebuild too. If that's what ends up being, because it's been a long time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long time since we've actually cared about college film. Uh, so I'm fine with that. I too. still don't, and um, I don't want. I trust hate. Me. I, I don't hate, want anything to yeah. do with the rebuild. <laughs> and look, to be fair, like Seattle, like rebuilt on the fly, but they stayed competitive. Like they, they still made because the they had a great, they had a great coach and great quarterback. Right, yeah. yeah, and, that, and that's one of the, the point. Shittiest offensive lines I've ever seen in my that life. That matters. Too. Like that, Doug and Carson should be good enough to be able to to. 
you, if they're who we believe they are, right? Yeah. They but should be. One, one more question. I promise we'll we'll wrap. He's got to get. The I know, I know, I know. And I actually kind of want to come, but like, yeah, all right, one to ten. He's in costumes. Gonna be awesome. one to ten. What are the chances Doug isn't the head coach to start next season? Zero. Yeah. Can I go zero? You said one to ten. I'm well, okay, zero. fine. Zero to ten. Zero. Uh, okay. There is a zero percent chance Doug point Peterson will five. not be. Okay. I, I, and I'll go a step further. There's a zero percent chance Doug won't be the coach to begin the next season. After that, if you want to talk, the next three years are a disaster. Then we can start to talk about it. But Doug is not going anywhere. Yeah, he okay. signed signed an extension. He won the Super Bowl. Right. He's the, he, right I, I, look, and I, I know that yeah. we can't live on past things and all that forever and all that. But you get a grace period for winning Super Bowl. You just do. Yep. You just do. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Uh, join us for more drama, I guess, tomorrow. Sports Radio. Something else will come out. <laughs> One to three. Can something else not come out? Is yeah. that possible? Can we like go Especially a day? Especially during my bus ride. Can we, go, <laughs> can we go a day without some sort of ridiculous leak in story? You're taking a bus to Buffalo? Yeah, man. Oh, I leave at 7 a.m. and apparently yo, get in at that 3. That blows. Well, oh. yeah. I mean, look, it's the fans of Philly trip. This is how they're oh, doing it. Oh, that's a different thing. I didn't realize. That's fun. That's <laughs> actually like you're with a bunch of fans and stuff. I thought you were like getting on a Greyhound. Oh, no, 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 yeah. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> a bus with like fans, that's like yeah, yeah. super fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let me just say this. I think it's like a get on a, yeah, that's on a different Fans of Philly, that's actually really fun. If anybody that'll is listening to this, is going to hang yeah. out. That'll be fun. If anyone's listening to this and going to be on the bus, like don't sit next to me. I want an extra seat to myself. Like, just please. Wow. Yeah. Big time over here. Big time. I want a place to put my backpack. Uh, I want to sleep. Like, I hope the wow. I hope an adult male that is larger than me sits yeah, next. Yeah, we well, you're that, slim can we now. Get Rob, the Philly fanatic, belly tattoo guy. <laughs> <to> <laughs> yeah, it. I want that, that to happen. Oh um, my god. Well, uh, we'll see you tomorrow for sure. We'll see you uh, at Mayfair on Sunday. Yeah, buddy. Uh, we'll indoors. Be indoors. The Mayfair Theater. That is very correct and true. Um, Ten and to twelve, we'll be there. Saturday, Sunday, we'll. Uh, We'll have all the fun stuff uh, they laid out for you. Thank you again to all the fellas over at liquiddeath.com. Sell yourself for a free case of water. I'll get you $2 off simply by using the link uh, liquiddeath.com slash go birds as well. So uh, for James Seltzer, LA Shore Parks, I'm John Barchett saying thank you very much for listening to Go Birds, number 127 right here, radio.com, sports radio, 94 WIP, as they uh, used to say in the old country, James. Go Birds and stop talking shit about everyone else on the team and stop with all this crap. Go Birds. Thank <laughs> you.